tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Imperial Palace. Never have two words meant such polar opposites to people, depending on what side of the globe they live on. To the Japanese, it is the elegant residence of the Emperor, a sprawling park-like area with Edo Castle as its centerpiece. In the 1980s, its value was greater than that of the entire state of California. Also in the 1980s, the Imperial Palace came to be known as a hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. Unlike its namesake, while inflation would increase the monetary value of the property, time would give it the reputation as one of the worst-kept properties in the market, competing for the title year-over-year year with Circus Circus. And just like the property it shared that dubious distinction with, Imperial Palace's ownership didn't care. Why should they? They knew exactly who their demographic was and how to cater to them, and they didn't seem to be complaining. Seeking the approval of those who looked down at their customer base wasn't part of the business plan. In 1959, George Goldberg, part owner of the Flamingo, and Bill Capri, employee of said property, announced plans to build the most luxurious motels in the West on the Las Vegas Strip. At a cost of one to two million dollars, depending on the source, it would be located on a five-acre plot of land next door to Flamingo, just north of the property. While not technically part of the Flamingo, the two properties would partner with one another. Guests staying at the new motel would have full access to all amenities at the Flamingo, including room service as well as motorized cart transportation between the two properties. All in an effort to encourage the guests staying at the casino-less motel next door to gamble in their casino. Reaffirming that affiliation, the property would be named Flamingo Capri. The Capri would have three motel buildings with a combined 180 rooms and two heated pools. Each room would have its own sun deck overlooking a 500-foot-long, 80-foot-wide man-made lake advertised as a Venetian canal. Al Parvin was brought in as the interior decorator, and Maurice Aroff was brought in as the general contractor, recently responsible for completing the construction of the Stardust. Ground was broke on the project in May of 1959, and three short months later, opened to the public in August. Not much is documented about the goings-on at the Flamingo Capri until almost five years later when, in August of 64, it was announced that owner George Goldberg would add a casino to the property by constructing a riverboat on the large moat between Flamingo Capri and Flamingo. Projected at a cost of $2 million, the only floating casino in America would be an exact replica of a Mississippi riverboat, inside and out. At 189 feet long, 52 feet wide and 65 feet tall. The first floor would be the casino, the second for dining options and entertainment, and a third for executive offices. Early plans had owners considering naming the casino the Flamingo Riverboat, but the River Queen was eventually settled on. Once again, 
Details become scarce regarding this project after that. While we know the Riverboat Casino was never built at Flamingo Capri, when you consider it, it is documented that George Goldberg demolished the ranch house apartments at the back of the Flamingo Capri to make room for more parking spaces to support the River Queen Casino, and the next year we hear about a Riverboat Casino in Vegas is in 1971, where the Riverboat Casino opened just north of Flamingo Capri. It's easy to speculate that instead of building on the moat, the project was simply relocated. It's also possible that two riverboat concepts were competing with each other, and Goldbergs never made it to market. If they are the same project, then the Riverboat Casino still exists today. While it was known as the Holiday Casino for a while, today you know it as Harrah's. Ralph Engelstad, a man who turned down an offer to play for the Chicago Blackhawks NHL hockey team in favor of creating his own construction company, moved to Vegas in 1959 after securing several government contracts to build homes and buildings at nearby Nellis Air Force Base. While working on those projects, he decided he wanted to own a casino. With the money he received selling the Thunderbird Airfield to Howard Hughes, Engelstad purchased the Kanakai Motel in 1967. Best known as the Klondike Hotel and Casino, located between the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign and McCarran Airport, the property was considered the southernmost casino on the Vegas Strip. Seeing an opportunity for a better location, he sold the Kona Kai and bought the Flamingo Capri in 1971. Acting as his own general contractor, Ingolstadt began expansion work immediately that continued for the next decade. It started a year after taking over with the addition of their own casino at Flamingo Capri, looking to differentiate itself from Flamingo and taking inspiration from his neighbor across the street, Jay Sarno and Caesar's Palace, future additions to the property would be themed. In 1974, the Imperial Palace Hotel Tower at the Flamingo Capri. We hope you've enjoyed this premium content preview. For access to the rest of this episode, as well as all the premium content we offer, go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. Podcast.com.